Welcome back to Catherine's Corner. If this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Kirsten, and you're listening to A Quiet Corner of the Internet, where we talk about our feelings and thoughts and how we can grow into better humans. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this show wherever you like to listen from to never miss an episode every Thursday. And if you want to stay updated on the show or just be in general, I'm at Catharaxia everywhere that matters. That's C-A-T-H-A-R-A-X-I-A. Type it into Google, and I'll be right there. How are we doing? <laughs> Sorry I missed you last week. I was readjusting to school and I just didn't plan out an episode in time. So I was like, you know what? Let's table this for this week. But I'm back and I want to talk to you about New Year's resolutions. But not like, okay, here's how to reinvent yourself for the new year. Because... I think we're way past that point in January, you know? Like, we're <laughs> we're way past that point. So I figured instead of being like, here's how you should reinvent yourself, and here's what I'm doing for the new year, blah, blah, blah. New year, new me. 2021 is going to be my year. We've already seen 2021 be uh, garbage fire. So we can get real. We can get a little deep. And let's talk about um, how we've already given up. And let's workshop, like, why that happened and what we can maybe do moving forward to, you know, help that a little bit, you know? Uh, So I'm going to give you my ever so sagely advice because I am so qualified to be giving it. And um, yes, this is really just my take on the matter. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? All right, homies, let's talk about this, shall we? So, statistically, um, it is said that January 19th is when people have started giving up on their resolutions. You've probably heard this date or something like it before, because I think it's sort of becoming a bit of a meme as the years go by, and we begin to understand the fact that a new year doesn't really mean a new chapter, it's really a continuation of the previous season of being alive. (laughs) But um, I figured since we're only a couple of days, because today's like, what, the 21st? First day with a new president, baby. Ooh, ooh, we love to see it, (laughs) but... Since (laughs) it is two days past that due date of giving up, I thought it'd be nice to debrief on that um, and reflect a little bit on why your resolutions that you may or may not have made may have flaked and um, what we could do to fix that a little bit. Think of this as less of a self-help lecture and more of a pep talk because I am in no position to be judging anybody on goals or failed goals or flaky goals or blah 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 blah. I'm just giving my two cents here so this is coming from a place of love and not judgment. No judgment in the wise world words in the wise words now horn. You don't need no judgment. You can get that from anybody else. I can't remember the rest of the lyrics, don't look at me. But <laughs> um, yes, let's talk about goal setting. 
So some problems that I have found in my little little experience with goals is that it seems like people have a tendency to do one of four things when they formulate a goal. The first one is it's vague as hell. It's too vague. What work out more? What does that mean? What does that mean? Like are we doing one more push-up a day? Are we going to the gym for like five hours a week? Not the not the notification. Are we like what is <laughs> what is this? Like what what does that mean? Like, I literally in my nose, it's like, okay, big as hell, working out more, for example. Now, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, where are you supposed to go from there? It's too big. We need, it's too big. So that's problem number one. Problem number two, I see with people when they try and make like a New Year's type goal, is it's way too big. Um, one I heard was read 52 books a year, for the year. That's like a book a week. I don't know about you, but unless you're like a booktuber or something, or like reading is like your job or your thing, reading a book a week is impossible. (laughs) It's just, it's too much. It is possible. Let me not say that. It is possible, depending on the kind of books you want to read and how dedicated you are to that goal. But for most of us who have like lives and things we're doing, and we want to invest our time into like really good books that we actually enjoy and don't just consume for the sake of consuming, 52 books is simply too many to get done within a year reasonably. So the goal is just too big, not achievable. You're literally setting yourself up to fail, um, either consciously or subconsciously. Number two mistake. Number two. Number three mistake. Number three problem. I don't know. I'm tripping on my words today. I just, I'm so excited (laughs) to talk through this with you. But number three mistake is that it's way too specific. Just too specific. For example, I'm going to watch every Stanley Kubrick movie every Thursday at noon for the year. A, I don't think there's enough Stanley Kubrick movies to do that. B, even if there were... If you don't end up watching it on a Thursday and at noon, then you fail. Like you're, the margin is so small that you're bound to fail at some point because life doesn't play itself out neatly. If if there's one thing we should have learned from COVID is not to do that. Don't be planning out life down to a T like that because life will look at that. The universe sees that and it's like, oh. You think this is a game? I'll show you a game. And then it just messes everything up. Don't don't set yourself up for failure like that. You're being too specific. You want specific, but that's too specific. Too small of a margin means way more room for failure. And then the final problem I see with making goals is that they're too small. For example, drink more water. Okay, achievable, yes. Doable, yes. It's vague, but more than that, it's really small. And like, unless it's habitual, in order to set a habit, there is that period of like having to think about it without the reflex, right? But if your goal is something small like drinking more water, 
and then it's really easy to forget about it or dust it off or you need a bit of challenge when it comes to like goal making or else you're gonna get bored of it and give up on it there has to be a level of challenge i think another thing with the small goals is that they tend not to be tied to any like bigger thing i feel like a lot of people for example with this one it's like oh i know i'm supposed to hydrate more so i should drink more water well is there like something else like are you exercising more you need to drink more water have you been having like issues with your skin or you feel really sluggish all the time and that's why you need to drink more water or like digestive stuff like it needs to be something that makes it a little bit bigger so that it holds more weight because if the weight is too small then you're not going to want to follow through with it so those are the four big issues that i would consider when you're making a goal is it too big is it too small is it too specific is it too vague i know this is a goldilocks situation so now the question is what like what makes a good goal then like it can't be any of these things so what makes a good goal well what i've been told and taught for many many years is the smart method quite literally that's what it's called it's an acronym it stands for specific measurable achievable realistic and timely specific fights the vague issue you need to need something that is specific not i'm gonna work out more maybe i'm gonna work out three to four times a week that is specific measurable how do we measure working out more the amount of days you go how long you're there maybe how much you're burning in calories how much how much weight you're able to lift now that is measurable achievable this fights the too big problem it's gonna be hard for someone who doesn't read already to read 52 books for the year so maybe a more achievable goal would be like half that like 24 books a year is that half of 52 that is not half of 52, that's 26. 26 books a year. Like, I'm not bad at math, but I'm not great at it, you know what I mean? 26 books a year. That is achievable now, if you're really wanting to get into reading. And, even better than that, it adds a little bit of challenge. Because if it was one book a month, that's 12 books a year. One book for a whole month, you're going to get bored. So, you know, achievable, but within reason. You don't want it to be too boring for you. Realistic. Again, into the achievable thing, you know? Like, maybe, like, it's achievable to, like, film a movie, like a feature film movie in, like, a month. That is a thing that is possible. Is it realistic right now for you if you're like in school or working a full-time job or like raising a child that might throw a wrench into things? So you gotta be realistic with some of your goals. Does it make sense for you to be watching a Stanley Kubrick movie once a week? Things to consider and then timely. That, I feel like, is up to interpretation, that one. Um, like, does it fit the era you're currently in? Is it going to consume too much of your time if it's a big project? Like, working out, I feel like it's an easy one to look at for this one. Like, can you be in the gym for, like, three hours a day? 
or it's not going to take up too much time for what it's worth. So maybe we need to rework it so it's a bit more timely and realistic and achievable for you. That is the smart method. I personally think it's kind of horseshit, but maybe it's the, the, <laughs> the trauma associated with the smart goal making thing that makes me kind of hate it a little bit, but I do want to share it because it is, I think, a good place to start when you're making goals. I think another part of goal making to make it effective is building a tolerance, which is kind of my approach to goal making. So whenever I am like, what's a good example of this? It's something like when I, you may remember in the honesty episode, right? When I was working on trying to be a bit more honest with myself, for me, that's a hard thing to measure easily or to get specific with. It's achievable and realistic, but as far as the sanctity part, the, the semantics of it, a little difficult to make snippy and nice. So for me, it was more of a matter of, okay, I'm going to start being honest with myself about the stuff that I'm maybe not as blatant about, you know? Like, okay, am I actually hungry or do I just want to eat food for the sake of eating food? Do I actually like talking to this person or am I talking to them because I feel like I have to? The surface level stuff we're willing to be honest with ourselves about, right? And then from there, we get a little more honest. Like, oh, this trait is kind of toxic. Oh, this part of my personality that I've accepted as being like, okay, may not actually be okay. Oh, this is a weird narrative that I've been hanging on to for years now, you know? Just like baby steps. Baby steps towards where you want to go. It can go the same way for trying to get rid of a habit, right? Like, I've been trying to really dial it back on the Twitter thing. So what did I do? I didn't just delete Twitter, because I know myself. I know I would backtrack on that so fast. So I just pulled it back. I went from Twitter app to Twitter web app. All of a sudden, I'm spending significantly less time on Twitter. All of a sudden, I'm not even checking my timeline that much anymore. All of a sudden, I'm only DMing people that I know. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Another key, the final key, the most important one in my personal opinion is you gotta let yourself dream. I know we were just talking about achievable and specific and realistic and blah, blah, blah. But I think the way it's phrased, it kind of implies that, oh, you can only do so much. That's not true. You can literally create any real you can literally create any reality you are able to perceive. If you can dream it, you can be it. I know it sounds like mumbo jumbo, but something our brains are so freaking powerful. Once you introduce an idea to it, it will latch onto it. So fast. <laughs> so fast. So Allow yourself to dream big. Even if you're not able to do said thing right now, you can still work towards it. You can still build towards it. You shouldn't lock it away simply because it's not achievable right now. For example, I want to be a showrunner at some point. I'm not going to get out of school and be a showrunner. I know that. But if I don't have, if I don't allow myself to even consider that, as a possibility of something I can do, something I can be, then how am I ever going to get there? 
it is so okay to allow yourself to dream big even if you're not anywhere close to there because that's the first step you have that big goal and then you just start breaking it up and we'll talk more about that after the break okay but first a word from our sponsors Alright homies, let's just jump right into it, shall we? Favorites of the week. Are they related to today's topic? No, they aren't. Don't care. Let's do it anyways. My first one here (laughs) is meeting up with friends. I have it really vague on here because I'm never sure how much like detail I should go into with this because like you know how like annoying it can be sometimes when like people tell you about their dreams because you 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 just have no ability to like really visualize what they're talking about or be really invested that's why I feel like whenever I talk about my friends um but seeing my friends made me really happy this week like there were some high school friends that I haven't gotten to like catch up with really well in a while and it was just nice it was a good nice time and I enjoyed it number two on my favorites of the week um plant sprouting if you've been listening for a minute you may remember that I bought a plant at my local plant nursery named Gloria. She's so cute. She's still here and alive. It's been more than three months, like four. I got it in like September, October. So like four months. Oh my gosh. Snaps for Gloria because wow, I really thought I'd kill her after a month. But you're standing strong, baby. And that's on growth, literally. But recently, I repotted some plants for my mom. They're these like green purple plants. I'm still not entirely sure what the name for them is. And the scientific name for it is like really complicated. But like I was able to identify it thanks to Plant Reddit. Plant Reddit got my back when it comes to identifying plants, figuring out how to not kill them. They pull through and I've been watering them. I repotted them without killing them. They were like sprouting, like the roots were sprouting in a bottle for a while. I mean, but it was, it was like propagating. That's the term for it, it was propagating. And um, yeah, I was like, okay, let me repot these for my mom because she asked and I managed to repot my plant pretty well even though I killed her plant that I bought for her when I repotted it. But I know better now, and I knew what I needed to do to make sure I didn't kill these plants, and they're sprouting. They're sprouting. I'm so... When I saw those baby green leaves, you have no idea how happy that made me. Oh my... It made me so happy, and I love that. I love... I'm in my green thumb era, plant mom. Plant mom era. I accidentally hit my pop filter. Plant mom era. Love that for me. And third, on my favorites of the week, Zayn Malik's album. Zayn Malik's album. Nobody's listening. Guess what, Zayn baby? Everybody is listening, especially me. Love it. I. Fun fact, I like Zane's music, and I don't really think I need to explain myself, because I think 
we've all come to the universal conclusion that Zayn was the most talented member at the time of One Direction, without question. Man can sing, he can sing. Got the lungs of an angel. He literally sounds like an angel. If you've never heard Zayn sing on his own, besides like maybe Pillow Talk, even Pillow Talk is enough, you know? Go listen to more of his music, but like, man has the voice of an angel. And I listened to his most recent album, and I like it. My favorites so far right now are Tightrope. One Love comes around because Sid is on it, and if you know me, I love the internet so much. The band, not the thing, the band, <laughs> but also, I mean, kind of the thing, not the point. When Love Comes Around, and then my third favorite, I would say is Calamity, which is the opening song on it. It reminds me a lot of Marilyn Monroe by, I think it's pronounced the Delisa. She does the song Human. Um, but her song Marilyn Monroe, like the chord progression is very similar, but the tone is very different, which I find interesting. And I want to know why it sounds the same, but different. There's definitely some music theory explanation for it that I just don't know right now. But, love the album. And if you happen to have listened to the album and haven't listened to his promo for the album, oh, it's so sick. He had like a phone number thing, which I always appreciate when artists do that, where people go preview the music. He's been doing listening parties on the site that like, it, it's just so cute. And like, you know, you know he painted that cover himself and he just dropped these like mini comic strips for each song on the album that are animated. And it's sick. I don't know if he made it. I don't know if he worked with an artist. I feel like he worked with an artist, but it's just so sick. It's so sick. It's so sick. Wow, we love to see talent. Glad to have you back, Zane. I hope you enjoy your stay. I hope we get to see you perform if you're into that. Um, I don't know. I I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure he's not keen on performing. Similar to like Summer Walker, the anxiety of performing. But maybe with time or something, I would really appreciate some live vocals from him. Anyways. That's it for my favorites of the week. Let's talk about goals. But, you know, how I go about it. Because I feel like, you know, I might have some insight for you. But again, this isn't a self-help episode, so these are all just suggestions. <laughs> Alright, homies. Let's talk more about goals. So, you've probably been wondering. Um... What are my goals? Good question. New Year's really snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was coming until like two days before. Like we were talking about it. We knew the year was ending, but conceptually, I just, I honestly, I didn't feel like it was a new year until like today, if I'm being quite honest, maybe like this week. Just because between whatever the fuck last year was and recovering from whatever the fuck last year was and then starting this new school year and like trying to get my shit in order i haven't really had the time to process resolutions so it caught me off guard 
but also I didn't really care because the way I approach goals um, consistently throughout the year, um, yeah, I did, that's how I approach goals. I approach goals throughout the year. I don't really make one grand yearly goal. You know what I mean? Just like a balance of, okay, this is something I'd like to do this year. I'm going to chunk it into this and then maybe I'll get there by the end of the year. Maybe I won't. Maybe this will be a thing the whole year. Maybe it won't. I I don't know. I'm just not a fan of having overarching year goals. I feel like it's really overwhelming because people always make a lot. I feel like one year goal is reasonable. But as soon as, soon as we get into two, we're pushing it. Five? What? No. Mm-mm. Not I, not I, but I like little chunk goals. I like to go by the month, maybe even two weeks. Two weeks has been very doable for me at the moment, considering I am constantly overwhelmed to the point that it is very concerning. So I do it two weeks at a time. And on top of that, I feel like I change way too much to have one over the course of more than a month like obviously i have like futuristic goals but i feel like that's very different than being like the whole working out resolution right because that's not really like something i think of when i think of like my future self like i have been making a habit within the past like half a year or so to drink more water consistently like since not even half a year like since i've been in college that's been something i've been working on implementing into my life consistently but like that's not something I'm like this year I'm gonna drink more water that doesn't make sense it's like piece by piece like okay this week here's how I'm gonna drink more water next week this is how I'm gonna drink more water and then you know seeing it as you go feeling it out maybe there was like a time where the best way to stay hydrated for me was just drinking a crap ton of tea And then I left that season, and then I re-entered that season, you know? Like, there was a lot of me where, like, working out looked like, you know, some cardio and some strength training and doing that, like, three times a week. That is not the season I'm in right now. I mm, am focused on other things besides exercising consistently right now. I'm just doing what I can. Because that's another thing, dedicating the energy to it and all that. So because I change so much and I also find goal setting overwhelming because I want to do so much because again I change so much, I kind of try and focus on no more than like five or six goals at a time of varying capacities and lengths. So for example, some sample goals I currently have, I need to sip water real quick, just pause, three second pause. Tasty. Right. <laughs> Sample goals I have. One is finishing a manuscript. Um, another one I have is editing my screenplay, as I've been working on for over a month now. I have actually enjoying and being like a good student of learning and mastery in my classes versus like I want to be more present in my classes. I'm not off to a great start, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Figuring out what I need to do. I want to travel on my own. Um, I'd like to move out. And 
um, getting better at decision making. So I hope one thing you caught on to with all of these that I was presenting was that they vary in size and timeline and approach. For example, finishing a manuscript, editing my screenplay. They sound very similar, no? They sound like they have a similar timeline. No, 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 no. The difference between finishing a manuscript and editing my script is that when I think of finishing my manuscript, I chunk that up based on, okay, I'm going to write this amount um, during this period of time, and I'm going to leave it, and I'm going to write another amount during this period of time and leave it, and I'm accumulating and gathering stuff. That is what I think of when I think of working on that. Editing my screenplay is me being like, okay, I need to look at my protagonist goals. That's I'm going to look through the whole script and I'm going to list out each scene's goal, POV goal for the protagonist or whatever. And it gets very meticulous. And so the approach and patience and mindset I need for these and how I chunk it up and approach it is going to be very different because they're similar but different goals. On a similar tangent, traveling on my own, moving out, huge goals. When I think of the writing stuff, I'm thinking, okay, I think by the end of the school year, I can have this done. Do I have that written down anywhere? No, I just have it internalized. Some people, writing it down works. There was a time in my life where writing down dates and like, I used to like write down um, like smart goal style almost. Like, okay, I'm going to do this during this period this much and I'm going to keep it up till this time and then I'd sign it and that worked for me. That's not where I'm at right now because I just internalized my own timeline of stuff and I have like my checklists of like, okay, would like to have this done around this date. Um, would like to have this done around this date. Okay, in my head, I know I want to have this done by the end of the school year. So this is how far I should be with this. And this is how far I should be with this. And that's what I'm thinking about. As far as like enjoying my classes, traveling on my own, moving out. Um, enjoying my classes has a similar timeline, but the approach is very different, right? To me, enjoying my classes and getting better at decision making. I know I'm jumping around. You gotta follow me here. Enjoying my classes and getting better at decision making are kind of in the wheelhouse of mindset changes. And when I think, whenever I approach mindset changes, I don't have a written down goal like, oh, I'm gonna be thinking like this by this date because it's stupid. These are personality traits I'm trying to build. When it comes to changing parts of your personality, I find that it's less about like, okay, I'm going to do this set of things this way and more like hyper awareness. Like I'm hyper aware of the fact that like, okay, anytime I come to a place where I need to make a decision, I'm thinking, okay, I want to be better at decision making. So what do I need to do in this moment to build on the skill that I'm trying to build? Is this the time to be building on the skill that I'm trying to build? For example, right now. I practice decision making by definitively saying what I'm going to do throughout the day. It is exhausting. I hate it with a passion. I know making a schedule will make my decision fatigue significantly better, but that's not what I'm trying to practice right now. I'm trying to practice being as in tune with what I actually want to do versus what I think other people want me to do because that's how my brain works and I'm trying to rewire that part of my brain. 
and I know this about myself, so I can implement this practice for myself. Does that make sense? Like, I know if someone asks me, like, okay, when would you want to do this? How would you like to do this? That is, my brain now is going, okay, opportunity to practice the skill we're trying to work on, and then I do it that way. It was the same way with the honesty thing. Like, I'd have to take a step back. Whenever I felt my brain kind of trying to close me off from something, or my ego trying to, like, shape my reality to be a certain way, and be like, okay, what's actually going on here? Why do you actually feel this way? Why are you actually reacting to this situation? Do you actually want to do this? You know what I mean? Just very hyper awareness, that self-psychoanalysis thing going on. And I feel like the same kind of applies to the whole enjoying my classes thing. It just looks a little bit different than constantly thinking through things. Also, if you haven't caught on, I'm a very anxious person, so my brain's going to do this either way. So this is my way of making it work towards my advantage. But with like enjoying my classes, right now it's not actually like, okay, I'm going to sit down and absorb and be super engaged with blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Right now I know the only way I'm going to get to a place where I'm able to do that is if I figure out, okay, what's my rhythm for getting work done throughout the week? How does this class make me feel at this time of day? What's the best way to make sure that I'm actually focusing and paying attention to what's happening in class? What do I need to avoid when I'm doing these classes? You know, like how can I get myself to engage with the entertainment, not entertainment, with the information being provided? How do people keep texting me when I am recording? I guess I'm just popular like that. But <laughs> I hope you get at the idea that I'm trying to get at it. You know, you're just going to have to approach certain goals in different ways and chunk them up in different ways. As far as like traveling and moving out, I know that, hey, these are goals that I'm holding off on, which is another thing. I think it is perfectly fine to have goals that you aren't actively working on, but you know you want to do. I don't think we consider that enough. Well, why don't we consider that enough? normalize having goals that you're like yeah i'd totally like to do that and then you just set them aside for a while that's so fine that's so fine and that's how i feel about those goals i don't know exactly how i'm going to get there i don't know what i i have an idea what i need to do to get there but i also know that that is not something i have the capacity to be thinking about breaking up anytime soon so while i'm working on these goals i have that in the back of my head as something i want to do and work towards and I know when it will be time to work towards it because that's just how in tune with myself I am as a person at this current point in my life do I have all the answers no do I know how I'm gonna achieve all these things absolutely not but I'm working through it which brings me to another point with all this resolution talk that just doesn't sit right with my spirit it's because it's unnatural what it's so unnatural when it comes to making goals, I need to sip some more water. Give me a second. When it comes to making goals, why, oh why, oh why are we acting like we're like, <laughs> like we're like a new iPhone or something or like an iOS update? Like, oh, the year started, time to upgrade myself. No, you're a person. You're a whole person. Don't throw the old person away. 
don't throw the whole human away you're a person like it's okay to like work towards being a better version of yourself you don't really just like jump into that new version like i always find it funny that like the whole trope of like oh you know you move somewhere new and become a completely different person like no you don't you don't <laughs> because if you did then why are all the old aspects of you popping out like a few weeks later because you tried to like 180 on yourself like no that's not how growing works we slowly evolve small changes small bits it's infinitesimal things that lead us to the better parts of ourselves we want to be and that comes with patience being patient with ourselves and our growing pains and another reason i'm not down with resolutions and the way we present them is that it's because it's okay to fail and we forget that it's okay to fail with the goals that we set with ourselves for me right now when i was working on my manuscript i was writing something like every day and then randomly not randomly i was just so freaking tired but randomly, <laughs> i don't know i don't know where that came from let me randomly i had to like take a two-week break from writing on that because i just couldn't i couldn't bring myself to do it and I was so frustrated the whole time that I was taking a break that I didn't really set up to take a break. Because I was like, oh, I'm a bad writer. I can't do this. I'm a bad writer. And then I come back two weeks later. I wrote like four times as much as I usually would on a day. Because I had just, I had a little dip. And that's fine. That's so fine. You'll have off days, off weeks, even off months. But that doesn't mean you have to abandon your practice. If you're really wanting to get into exercise and you don't exercise for a week or two weeks or even three months, go back at it. Are you going to be right where you were, where you left off? Nah. But that's okay. That's okay. You'll build, you'll build back to where you need to go because now you know more about why you weren't able to stick with it before. It's a learning process. You gotta give yourself some grace. It's okay if you don't achieve those goals either. Because again, it's a learning process. You figure out what works and what doesn't work, and then you get where you need to go. And finally, I'd like to say as far as resolutions go, is that it's okay for things to like be left on hold for a bit. You know, it's okay to not know exactly what you want to be right now. And kind of just see where the water takes you. Because as long as you know where you're trying to go or would like to go, you'll end up where you want to go. It's just putting in that little bit of effort. And if you can't figure out where that effort needs to go exactly right now, that's okay. That's part of the process. So don't be so hard on yourself. You are doing fine. And if you've given up on a resolution that you genuinely wanted to do, because I think that's one of the things, there's some resolutions that we like come up with, but it's like a societal thing of like, oh, I feel like I should be working on this. If you don't want to work on something, don't work on it. Okay? Just don't work on it. But if you are wanting to reach that resolution and you've given up on it because it's like, ah, it's too much, I can't do it. Give yourself time. Be patient with yourself. Don't give up on yourself. You can do this. It's just a part of the process. Chunk it up. Get specific if you need to. Be realistic, you know? But dream big. Like, 
you can do this i believe in you so much if you don't believe in you baby i believe in you and that's on that now i'm gonna leave you with a breathing exercise as always and i hope you have a good week are you ready okay subscribe wherever you like to listen from to receive future episodes this podcast is available to listen to on spotify apple Podcasts, anchor fm stitcher and many more and if you want to stay updated on the show or just me in general i'm at catharaxia everywhere that matters you're amazing you're doing what you can take care and i'll see you here next week on cather's corner